the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise, designed to explore what unity in the body of Christ sounds like within our communities and beyond. Don't just listen to it. Be a part of it. Now, here's your host, Bible teacher, writer, broadcaster, and lover of God, Kaz Taylor. And my friends, excited to welcome you to Come Together San Diego, but also to welcome you to Align with Zion and the Align with Zion Hour. You know by now, because we've been doing this for years, that the last Saturday of the month is designated the first hour for Honorina Hyman Kreisman and the Align with Zion Hour. We have entered into a month uh, at this broadcast called Kislev, which is the ninth month in the Hebrew calendar, and it's burgeoning with truths not only of things past, but also to forewarn us of things that are not only in the future, but in the N-O-W. <laughs> so I'm going I'm to let Honorina Hyman Kreisman, did I say Kreisman okay? Anyway, <laughs> come, come to you right now and kind of set the stage for what we want to share with you for this entire hour. Honorina, give it to us. Thank you, Kaz. Yes, always a pleasure to be with you and the listeners. Um, like I said to you, you can see how the, the, the year cycles also pass. Sometimes when I speak to you, it is broad daylight. And right now we're in the winter months where we only start our conversation when it's already dark here in Israel. So let's see where we are at. Um, again, I would like to remind the listeners that we have our podcast on my site, Align with Zion, if they would like to refer back to our previous conversations. Um, the listeners have been following us, and we have covered a lot of the basics already, Kaz. So, so we're going to go higher and deeper. Um, <laughs> and if, 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 there, if there's something that we refer to and we say we've already discussed it, they're welcome to go to yes. the Align with Zion um, site, Align a-L-I-G-N with Zion.com to, to just go and refer back to our wonderful previous conversation. Yes, yes, so yes. So I think right now, Kat, where we are um, and where this broadcast is, is uh, that the world is having a little bit of whiplash <laughs> of the American election. <laughs> well, yeah, and, but, it's, but it's not, it, it's, let me correct that a little bit. It's not after the U.S. elections. It re, in all honesty, the elections are not finalized, and there's a lot of people that uh, have a suspicion that uh, things, God's got bigger plans, and this really sets the stage for our teach, your teaching on Kislev and God, how God has bigger plans, and the United States of America's semi-elections uh, are very clear to his character. He allows evil intent to happen for long enough, then he pulls the reins. And in this instance, he's not only pulled the reins, he's pulled the R-A-I-N-S as well. I'm going to hand it off to you. Correct. Correct, Kaz. And everything that we see here is for one thing and one thing only, and that is to um, to set our um, the, the goal right now and the target right now is to get to the reign that he has 
created the world for from the beginning, but by his grace, he has given us a process of 6,000 years. And that process speaks of free will. And time is running out on that because the free will is there for us to decide to make, to, to change our lives for the better. Um, and that will determine where we will be in, in the world to come or in, 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 the, in the times coming in the, in the um, peace reign that we are heading for. And all of our discussions right now is to understand how to get there properly and also to understand the way that his governance works. So by what you also said right now, Kaz, it's, it, everything is hanging in the air. Um, but still, uh, whether it goes to one side or the other, actually cast, it doesn't matter. Because we are going to the same destination. It's just going to be different routes. And um, <laughs> he's going to determine the way how this thing is going to run. We just need to do something. You know, we just passed um, the Parsha in the Torah where it speaks about Lot's wife. Um, you know, the whole um, destruction of uh, Sodom and Gomorrah. And uh, there came a time when they said, listen, if you don't leave right now, whatever you are in, then you're not going to make it. Yes. And they grabbed them out. And at that point, she was looking back. Yes. It's like she just couldn't let go of what she was in, her life, her everything. And we're going to see that a little bit more in what we're going to discuss right now. Don't look back. Keep on going and focus on God. That's what, that's what we say here. So um, the only thing that we can say here, what is this destination, Cass, is that the seat of power, wherever it is in the world, needs to shift back to Israel and to the ancient biblical Jerusalem, to Jerusalem, to Zion. So um, obviously the biggest seat of power is in the U.S. right now, but it has to shift God's reign is not going to happen from the U.S. God's reign is going to happen from, from Israel. Um, and not from our Knesset, from our government building. It's going to go from the throne of King David, the throne of David that we already see in Psalm 122, and ultimately from the palace of palaces, and that is the Beit HaMikdash, the temple of God. So, so this is where the focus is going, and there's going to be, the world is going to be shaken, and, and there's, things are going to be rearranged for that to happen. So, so as long me, as we keep that in mind. Let, let me see if I understand you correctly. You're saying, and I totally agree with you, that really the focus of the seat of, the seat of eternal power is not going to be Washington, D.C. is not going to be these other uh, areas and capitals of the world. It's going to be in, in and around the city of David and the Temple Mount. That's the place that the focus needs to be because that's the place where God has his desire to have his earthly throne. Am I correct? There is only one capital, Cass. And right now, none of the world powers want to acknowledge this. Yes. It's for President Trump that had actually moved the embassy, but still... It's, 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 it's difficult, um, even in the government and in the laws of, of the U.S., to say that Jerusalem is the capital not only of Israel and the Jewish people. The world needs to understand that it's the capital of the world. Yes. And, um, and the sooner you get with that, the sooner you get with that plan, the better it's going to be for you. And for that, that's why we have this align with Zion Hour. <laughs> it's to show to the people what we need to do and how we're going to get there. Yes. So, Kaz, absolutely. So let's, let's, let's keep our focus on that. So, yes, we're in the 40 days of the flood. Um, and like the flood, 
Um, you know, it started with rain, with drops. People didn't even know what rain was at that point in time. There wasn't rain in that sense until the times of Noah. And then the drops started to fall. And it also strengthened. So, and that's what we see what's happening in the world. Um, it's, it's long but over. There's a process. And it's going to be a process of a few years why is this? Why is it a process? Because it's all about souls. It's all about God's mercy. And every time he holds back and he holds back because he wants you to get your story straight so that he can move forward. So again, I, I want to say this because I see so much on Facebook and all the social media platforms that everybody says, you know, especially from, um, um, the more religious uh, circles, judgment is coming and the world is going to be judged and whatever. Yes, we know that. Um, so I don't think we should, should go too, too, too much into that. In the sense, all of us are waiting for the end of days. It's like a pregnant woman that wants to get to the end because we want to move forward. We want to see ultimately the world and everybody understanding God's reign. That's a good thing, Cass. But the problem that comes with it is w- most of, 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 of us want to sometimes also see the judgments on the people that don't understand and, and we want to see that how God is going to show everybody and, we, and that's a very dangerous place to be. So I, I really want to say um, this, maybe God's judgment is being held back because of you and because you need to also, there's a few things that you still need to figure out in your own life. So don't judge the world. Don't wait for these judgments. Even if, if, if half of what is happening here is us that really want to get to the other side. Take every second that is given to this world for yourself also and say, Hashem, God, if there is anything in my life that is still not right, show me. Yes. Um, and let me walk humbly before you. That is, that is very, very important. And, and but we just spoke about birth banks, um, Kaz, and, and, and we said um, it will intensify. So my question with this flood, of the 2020 flood, is... Did the world's water just break? Maybe this was the break of the birth banks, where we're going to go into much more intensive um, um, birth banks, which I believe we might see. So, so let me. Uh, be, you're, you're, you're speaking. You're speaking wonderful words, but let me bring it down to some. Mm-hmm. Your reference to the water breaking is a reference to mm-hmm. uh, uh, pregnancy and delivery. So, so you're saying. God's plans are in in very many ways uh, as uh, are experiencing the birth pangs that are illustrated by the the water and the breaking of the water, which uh, floods the the uh, birth canal so that the baby can be delivered. So you're saying that is this, and it, it could be in, in very many ways. It might just be. I think that we're there, Kath. And in the next. Uh, Section, I think we're going to break it down while we say that. Yes. So, but I think that just happened. <laughs> yes, yes. My listening friend, are you 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 grasping what's going on here? Uh, you know, a lot of times, uh, Jewish people and, and, and Christian people, we read Scripture and we go, oh, those things are nice, and we put them way into the future, but all of a sudden now you're seeing the things that you have read actually coming to pass. Are we geared up and we ready for this? We better be. We're going to talk with Honorina in the next segment about how we need to prepare and these signs that are right before us when Honorina and Kaz come right back. This is Come Together San Diego, the live local show on Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. 
Now, more of Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. Here's Kaz Taylor. And I'm back again with my co-host for this Align with Zion Hour, a, an integral part of Come Together San Diego on the last Saturday of every month. We're talking about this new month, which is called Kislev, which is the the ninth month of the Hebrew uh, Jewish calendar, and it bears with it some great truths, not only of things past, but things that are occurring today. Because as Honorina reminds me of the scripture uh, in Ecclesiastes, that which was is and that which is shall be, because there's nothing new under the sun. And uh, I'm going to hand it back to you, Honorina. Thank you, Kaz. The question is, are we learning our lessons, and can we actually take (laughs) those lessons and apply them finally right now? Um, Kaz, I just want to get back to something very interesting that I um, also looked into. Uh, Firstly, we said that the—we just said that the world's water might have just broken, you know, broke, and and, and we're in that birth tank. But the interesting thing is that the flood, I just want to get a little bit to the Holocaust, because we saw with the Holocaust that there was a core reset. We hear the word reset all the time. Um, But you and I, Kat, we've been speaking about the reboot for more than a year. So this doesn't come as, as a surprise. Just remember, again, whoever wants to do a reset is actually part of God's reboot, and they are still puppets in in what God is doing. But when it comes to the Holocaust, we know that there was a massive realignment that brought with it a tremendous amount of collateral damage. Um, But this realignment at the end of that brought about the state of Israel. Now this same pattern is going to follow itself, but this time the world is facing that realignment. The Jewish people have gone through this. Obviously, anybody um, within the Jewish people that is so connected to a system that doesn't belong to Hashem is, is obviously also need to, to wake up in this. But, but this time we see in a bigger scale something that's going to happen. And where the Jews didn't even have Israel, the people said to them, guys, get out of Europe. You need to get back to Israel because that is the, the gathering point of the Jewish people. Now, this time... The Jewish people are in Israel. We hope for our brothers to come as well. But this time, the question is that the world acknowledge Israel. Because if you are not focused on Israel and on Zion and on Jerusalem and on God's plan, you might also be shaken. So we just see this whole thing on a bigger scale. Why do I say that? Kristallnacht, when you and I speak to today, um, um, we will be broadcasting later, but Kristallnacht was on the 9th and the 10th of November. That correlates back again to the 16th and the 17th of Cheshvan. The thing that started the Holocaust case happened on the 16th and the 17th of Cheshvan, and it, it moved um, world Jewry, but also the world, into World War II. Now we see that the elections fall exactly on the same timeline as what Kristallnacht. Remember, Kristallnacht was the trigger point. And this is exactly what we see now. Um, it's just on a, on a much broader scale. Okay, so, so let me, let me so, make sure I understand what you're saying so our listeners can mm-hmm. get this. You, and my friend, buckle up, because first of all, know that God's in control. Okay, so uh, when, I, when we're going to, and I are going to be saying some things that are going to stir you up. 
and perhaps upset you unless you know that God's in control and he's got you specifically in mind on this. But if I understand you correctly, you're saying that the Holocaust that uh, the Jews experienced, <clears throat> there's going to be a parallel Holocaust kind of a thing of persecution against those uh, godly believers uh, in these days as well. Did I understand that correctly? What I'm saying is, because with the Holocaust, it was a massive realignment. The Jewish people had to come back home. The Jewish people had to get back to their to their roots and back to who they were. They came out of the enlightened phase. This is very, very interesting because we're going into the Hanukkah story as well. The Jewish people, the, the, the German Jewry and the European Jewry of uh, just before the Holocaust also thought that they are much more enlightened, they don't need certain things, they're, they're fine, and that's where Kristallnacht then came, and that was a trigger for a massive realignment in the core. Israel is the core. Israel is the priestly nation from where everything else needs to be um, taken care of, and, and Hashem, or God, already made that switch with the Jewish people during the Holocaust. But now we see the same pattern. And the question is, how enlightened are you? Are you so enlightened that you don't need God? Are you so liberal that you don't need God anymore? You're going by your own system and your own plans. The same pattern is now showing itself. And this time it started exactly on the same date of the flood, where Kristallnacht started. But this time it's going to be on a world scale. It's not just for the Jewish people. Yes. That's, that's, that's what we're covering, right? Yeah. It, 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 this blows our, has to blow our mind. But here's the thing that I think that probably even during the days of Noah, there were people that claimed a level of righteousness, but they were uh, accrediting their own righteousness, and it wasn't really God. And so uh, there was a rude awakening uh, when the flood came because uh, it, it had to be God's righteousness and not our own. So there's a lot of people that have to rethink and re-embrace uh, the God of uh, all creation, wouldn't you say? Correct. Correct. And we see this pattern again. So the question is, where are we with this? Yes. So I want to just speak something about, I'm, I'm going through the dates because uh, the listeners know by now that the dates are our uh, focal points where certain changes come in. Sometimes it, it doesn't come every year exactly on that focal point. God uses different dates and different times time periods, but we can see that he's hitting marks all the time now on all the focal points. So we just want to make sure that we cover everything. Yes. So on the 20th of Kislev, which will um, work out around about the 6th of December, is when Ezra came to um, the, the community here in Israel that returned, and he said, guys, you guys return to Israel now. You have to get rid of the foreign wives and children. Wow. That's wow. a difficult thing to do, right? <laughs> so that happened on the 20th of Kislev, and he gave them, he gave them, he looked into this matter from the 1st of Tibet till the 1st of Nisan. Let's just look at that and why this is important and why this has to do with alignment that we have to make. Um, some, if, if we look at our own lives, we marry to some foreign ideas, and those foreign ideas always lead to idolatry. There is no room for accommodating foreign enlightened ideas and try to mix them into God's law and his specifications. You cannot do that. The second thing is the wives and the children. These mixed foreign thoughts bring about toladot um, or offspring, as we say, and that offspring always spirals you away from the truth. That is what happened in Germany just before the Holocaust. This is what happened um, 
um, in the times of Ezra as well. Anything mm-hmm. that, and also in the times of the Maccabees when we get to Hanukkah, we're going yes. to discuss this every would, time. Would it be accurate? To, enlightened. Would it be accurate to say mm-hmm. even uh, in Solomon's reign this happened? Correct. Yes. Because of all the foreign wives, yes. you also see that when Moses led the people through the desert, Bilam and Balak wanted to get to the guys. They couldn't touch Israel until they sent in the the, the, the princesses and, and, and the women into the camps of the Jewish people. And the moment when that happened, they introduced idolatry. That's how it happens, Kaz. So we, we need to see what are the things, the foreign thoughts, that are mixed in with what God has given us and how we can divorce from that. So why did he look into this matter? Why was the cutoff date the first of Nisan? We know that God says the first of Nisan is for you, Israel. It's not for the world. That is where God made the separation between the Jewish people and the nations. And that's when he brought them out of Egypt, out of the system that enslaved them. So my question is, what are these foreign enlightened thoughts that you have mixed into your doctrine that might keep you away from God because we need to work towards a tremendous focus when it comes to to the Word of God, the Torah of God, and what He has given us. So that was the 20th of Kislev, and I'm just checking my watch now to see how far we are. <laughs> you got about a minute. <laughs> um, okay, so... I'm going to start a little bit on Kislev. The next one is the 24th of Kislev. Now we know on the 25th of Kislev starts Hanukkah, okay? But something happened just before that, and that is the prophecy of Haggai. Now, just to get the listeners into uh, the context, and then we'll discuss it in the next um, um, section, is Haggai prophesied four times. We ran through this chaos with everybody. The first law, when the shofar starts to um, blow and we need to examine ourselves. On the 21st of Elul, just before we get to Tishrei, on the 21st of Tishrei, which is the end of the judgment cycles, and then suddenly it comes to just before Hanukkah again, where we prophesy for the last time. And what he said is very important for the times that we are in, and we've got to look into that too. Yes, yes, yes. My listening friend, I hope you've been enticed but even beyond enticed, inspired. And the whole point of the matter is for us to take a, a, a revisit our relationship with the creator of the universe, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, revisit that, but also look in the mirror and say, where am I and what do I need to do to properly prepare myself for what's coming because God is in control, and if uh, he isn't uh, in control of you, then you're going to be outside his, the provision. God wants you right in the thick of things where he is. So Anarina and I are going to talk more about this and the month of Kislev when we come right back. You're listening to Come Together San Diego, the live local show on KPraise. Don't just listen to it. Be a part of it at 866-577-2473. You're just moments away from more Come Together San Diego on KPraise. Joel Lieberman from Tree of Life Messianic Jewish Congregation. Lord, we just do lift up the entire region of San Diego from Vista to Chula Vista. Lord, it says in the Psalms, how good and pleasant it is when brothers dwell together in unity. We pray a spirit of unity over our city. In the name of Yeshua, Jesus in Hebrew, amen. Now, more of Come Together San Diego, the live local show on KPraise. Here's Kaz Taylor. 
Welcome to another segment of Come Together San Diego, but also the Align with Zion Hour with Anarina Chaiman Kaisman. And uh, we're getting into some great stuff here about this month of Kislev. And, you know, oftentimes you kind of study Scripture and you go, that was nice in history, but history repeats itself. So if you learn properly how things progressed back then, you can overlay that with today's calendar and tomorrow's calendar as well. So with that, I'm going to give this back to Anarina to continue setting the stage and then drawing the conclusions. Anarina? Thank you, Kaz. So, yes, we just spoke about this, and we said that um, Haggai, um, Haggai the prophet, um, prophesied a few times. Now, we're going to dig into um, Haggai 2, verse 10, and interestingly enough, twice on the same day, God comes to Haggai and he speaks to him. The first time he speaks to him um, in verse 10, it says, the 24th day of the ninth month. Um, and here we see the first part is a brilliant example of the uh, the oral Torah. Because I have to hear from people that, you know, how bad the oral Torah is um, and um, what is added, etc., etc. But Kaz, you know as much as I do, and we spoke about these things, that, that this comes alongside to understand. It, it, it comes to tell us in depth what to do and how to align ourselves. And that's why you can see in the Bible, written in Haggai, a very, very beautiful piece of oral Torah, where God comes to the people and he says, right, let's get into this, the way that we do this. And he says, so if this happens, can this happen? And, and, and the, readers, uh, uh, the listeners can, can go and read it. But I want to draw your attention to verse 14 where it says, um, whatever you offered was defiled, and as long as no st- stone had been laid on another, um, nothing happened. So firstly, he says, what is your approach to me was wrong. You think that you're doing the right thing. You think that you're going to be okay, but your approach is wrong. Um, and you need to go into the way that you worship God and see what can be changed. And then he goes on and he says, no stone has been laid and the money is falling through your pockets. Now, if the listeners can remember, we said in our previous session, God's sustenance and providence is always there. It's a river. We saw it in Psalm 65, that it's always there. The question is, how do we connect to it? Because there's going to, again, we are now shifting into a tremendous reconnect of the kingship of God with the foundation. So, so let's look at that because it's beautifully given to us here. When you go to verse 18, it says here, he says, take note from this day forward, from the 24th day of the ninth month, from the day when the foundation was laid to the temple. We've been speaking about this, as we said that the kingship has always been in the world, but it's been disconnected from the foundation. The moment when you restore the ancient foundations, you have a conduit in which God can push through blessings again. How do you do that? You study the temple. How do you do that? You get um, a consciousness of Zion, of Jerusalem, of the temple, of the future reign of God in a very physical world. And God is the moment when you can get that, the moment when the foundation is laid, the conduit is there, and I can start pushing some blessings to you. And then we get to the second time that God um, comes to, to Haggai, and he says to him now, 
Um, in verse 21, he says, I am going to shake the heavens and the earth. Yes. And I will overturn the thrones of kingdoms and destroy the might of the kingdoms of the nations. So, first thing he says, guys, make sure that foundation is there so that I can have a conduit and an anchor point with you. Because I am going to shake the nations. So, look at God's mercy. First, he makes sure that you are safe in the ark. You have a provision and you are protected. And he says, now on the same day, as you, you do that foundation, that's when I can actually start um, to shake the nations. But again, this runs on a godly um, uh, calendar and a schedule. So I want to say to the, to the listeners, make sure that you are there. So the 24th of um, Kislev is falling on the 10th of December. Yes. Okay, then we're going to get to um, um, Hanukkah. We know uh, a lot about Hanukkah. We've discussed that already. That starts on the 25th of Kislev, and that will be on the 11th of December. But what happens here is I want to look at the Hanukkah miracles because most people remember the miracle as the oil, right? That's why we light the, the, um, the Hanukkah is because of the oil that burned for eight days. Eight days, yes. Beautiful. But there was another miracle, Kaz, and this is what the, uh, the Jewish people are reminded of. We are reminded it's not just the oil, it's about something else that happened. And I think this will encourage the listeners as well. It was a battle and a victory um, that was given from the few against the many. The weak versus the strong. The pure that, that, that was victorious over the impure and the righteous that conquered the wicked. And, and the way that we have to look at these things are, if you are walking with God, the masses will come. We saw it in 65, in Psalm 65, the masses will come. They will roar like the waters of the sea. But if you walk with God, He will come and He will protect you, not against the odds, but He will give you victory in that. Yes. All of this um, very important because... The nations and everything that we saw is about the enlightenment. We are above the archaic ways of yes. God. We have moved on from these things. And this is where um, um, Jeremiah 16 says, Stand at the crossroads and look and ask for the ancient parts. It, yes. it says actually the parts of um, the eternal parts. Yes. And walk in them so that you can find uh, a peace for your soul. Yes. So we have to get back to the original. It's not archaic. It is the true enlightenment yes. that we need to get back to when it comes let, to Hanukkah. Let, let me ask you a question. Uh, you know, I it, all of a sudden when you say that, scriptures just pour into my heart and mind and recollection. In Isaiah 60, mm-hmm. it talks about kings coming to the brightness of your rising. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the things yeah. that's going to happen as we embrace God, he, there's a level of brightness like Moses, you know, had brightness when he went into the Holy of Holies and people just had to gravitate to him as being, you know, uh, a godly guy. And, and, and God's going to cause his kids in these days to have a brightness of rising if we are faithful to him. And then kings and mm-hmm. other people surrounding you will just go, what you got? And we just need to have the ammo in our belt to go, and let me share with you what that is. So it's exciting. We're in exciting times, Arena. Correctly. Kaz, I'm going to break a little bit here. You can just uh, um, edit this out. Are we in Section 4 already or in Section 3? No, we're still in Section 3. Okay, 740. uh, Section. Section correction. (laughs) 
Okay, so <laughs> yeah, you 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 got you got into uh, Hanukkah uh, a little bit earlier. Wait, so we have we have we have another eleven minutes after this. Yes, right? yes, we do. Okay, great. Okay, so then I want to. Okay, so I'm going to get into this now, and I'm just going to say something really okay. profound also so that I want wh- to go do, into. Where do you want me to edit it out from? Where, where do you want um, me to pick so this up? You you just said you just said that people are going to come to us, and we're going to be able to, to, to the, tell them what's happening. Right, the brightness so, of our rising. Okay, so and here okay, we go. so let's go into the brightness of Hanukkah right now, so I can just okay. Uh, add and and why don't okay. you say, speaking of brightness, and then just jump on in from there? Uh, okay, so you want me to catch up? Okay, so I'm going to do that. And so Wonderful. we'll we'll pick it up when I when I talk about Isaiah sixty, the brightness of the rising, and you say interesting point. Thinking of uh, speaking of brightness, and then you'll have about um, you'll have mm-hmm. about uh, two, two minutes. Two so minutes. Like, yeah. Okay. Easy peasy. I'm going to do that. Okay. So I'm picking up. Right. Let's go. Go. Speaking about brightness, cares. We're uh, still in Hanukkah, and I just want to um, get into the miracles as well. I want to explain miracles because this is very important. Miracles is not necessarily always a good thing because um, miracles means that God has to change the natural order in order, for, in order to save you. Um, what we have in, a de- in our daily lives are already miracles. It's just we're so used to it. The sun comes up in, um, in the morning. Uh, we see babies born every day. That's a miracle upon a miracle. Your heart beating, that's a miracle. But we just take those things for granted. Now, miracles, in our definition, would be when God comes and he shifts something so that he can change the natural order in order for you to get out of where you are at. But the beauty of Hanukkah is it is the month of miracles. And in those eight days when you light the candles, you can actually bring a change in the natural order, but also in your base nature. Because every one of us have old cycles and old thinking patterns and things that we, you know, the bug in your system that you need to change. (laughs) And so much more that we need this right now, Kaz. We need to get to a place that we can draw a certain light that can reset us on that as well. And yes, I'm using the word reset because ultimately that is what God is doing. So when it comes to drawing down miracles, when you sit and you light candles for, for Hanukkah, it is tremendously important to, 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 to ask Hashem to break the old cycles. We're going to do this at the conclusion of the, this broadcast with Anarina when we come right back. More Come Together San Diego with Cass Taylor is next on K-Praise. Come Together San Diego with Cass Taylor on K-Praise. Hello, my friends, back again with Come Together San Diego and the Align with Zion Hour on Arena. So on the 27th of Kislev, and that's in the middle of Hanukkah, we have the time when the flood ends. Now, when we mean that, it's the 40 days. The flood lasted, or the rain and the storms um, and the downpour lasted for 40 days. So on the 27th of Kislev, that would be the 13th of December, that's when that is going to quiet down a little bit. But then the whole earth was covered with water for a year. So, mm. so a, lot of damage in 40, a lot of damage in 40 days, but then 
um, a time where there needs to be introspection and, and understanding before we can arrive and dock the ark again to start um, anew. So that's, that's on the 23rd. Then the sixth day of Hanukkah is Rosh Chodesh Tevet. So it's beautiful to see this because Kislev is already a month that we're already going more into darkness, but we have the light of Hanukkah and the miracles of Hanukkah. But Hanukkah sort of uh, protrudes into the month of Tevet. It is a month, it's a very unstable month because it's almost as if there is too much light, but unprotected light. I, I want to say it's like a volatile energy that goes around. And the, the character of this month is anger. It's where anger abounds. And you're going to see it, Kath, because people are already angry at what's happened. Um, and you can see it, you're going to see this anger bold. And you're going to see a lot of it in the month of Tevet. This is, this is, this is, is where we are. Way. Anger is coming to the world big time in the time of Tevet. And the question is, what are you going to do with it? Because God allows it. So how are you going to conquer this? Um, the, where does this negative anger come from? I'm not talking about a righteous anger here, Kat. I'm talking about a negative anger that just is tremendously destructive. Where does this anger come from? It comes from ego and selfish intentions. And you can say you have a righteous anger as much as you want, but I can promise you if you feel some kind of anger, go back into that anger and see how much of you is in there. Would you say and that again? Get that out. <laughs> because you, you need to say that again because this is, you know, we need to spend a lot of uh, uh, time with God and in looking in the mirror and saying, what, how much of this is me and how much of it is you? And he says, I want you to be all me and none you, and then I'll start building you from the inside out. (laughs) So let's just take all of that down. If you feel anger, don't even go and think that you have a righteous anger. This time, this year around, in this month, just go humbly before God and say, I've got anger issues. Um, I am angry at the world that they don't see the way that you see it. But sometimes even that, again, there is... Um, 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 thoughts and nuances in our own life that we have to get rid of. And many times we think that we have something. Do not lie on, um, rely on your own understanding. Just give it over to God and see how much He gives back to you. It, it's sometimes shocking. So, so this is the the negative anger. And the Jewish sages um, teach us, Kaz, that if you can conquer anger, it's it's even stronger than conquering a city. So there's cities to be conquered here. You're going to have to make sure that you can um, um, subdue the anger that comes away. Why is this so important? Why is this anger in this month? And why did the sages say that? A beautiful thing, Cass, because on the 10th of Tibet, and that is literally um, the end um, of, of this section of ours, um, it finishes with the tenth of the vet because uh, our next broadcast will be just after that. What is the tenth of the vet? It is one of the four fasts, and this is the time when Jerusalem was besieged. Jerusalem, the Holy City of God, besieged on the tenth of the vet. But look at this, cast. Exactly a year ago, on the tenth of the vet, it became public that the COVID virus went into the world. The COVID virus started to besiege the world on the 10th of Tibet. It hit the media. It started to rear its head exactly on the 10th 
of the tent. Oh my. This time, this time around, it's not Jerusalem being besieged, it's the world being besieged. And we're a year into that besiegement. So what you have to do, how do you conquer a city is by taking care of your ego and your, and your um, selfish intentions. That's how we're going to get out of this thing. And where we are, are going to walk humbly with God. So the countermeasure of besiegement is reigning your ego. So let's just look at everything, Kath. I just want to bring all of these things together. We have spoken about um, the, the, the reset of our own old patterns as well. We said that you have uh, to, walk hum- uh, to walk humbly with God. So let's look at the dates that we have here. We started with the flood, which was on the 16th of Cheshvan. Um, and if you go to Zechariah 1, the first paragraph in Zechariah 1 was also given in the month of Cheshvan. And that whole paragraph is about Tshuva, repentance, to come humbly before God. Then we have the 20th of Kislev. That's where Ezra had to get rid of all the foreign wives and children, that which you introduced into your life that is spinning you away from God and the way that God has given his Torah to um, the children of Israel and also to the world. Um, And then we have uh, the 24th of Kislev, the day right before uh, Hanukkah, and that is the, the last Haggai prophecy where God says, put the foundation in and when that's in, I will bless you, but I will start shaking the nations. Remember that. It falls on the 10th of December this year. My. Then we get to the 11th of December, which is the 25th of Kislev, and that's about um, Hanukkah and where the Hanukkah miracle started. And again, we have spoken about this. It is the days when uh, a tremendous battle was fought between the true light and the fake light, the illuminated light where people think that they're so illuminated that um, they are a walking light in themselves. Again, this is the time when the Jews were fought on their covenant. It was the time when the true light was threatened from the world because the Greeks wanted the Jews to give up circumcision that stands 100% for God's um, covenant in the, in, the, in the lives of the Jewish people. They wanted them to give up circumcision, Shabbat, and the new moons. By that trying to cut out the, the essence of God's covenant with the Jewish people. It is when most of the people in, in Germany um, got so enlightened that we saw that after that, God had to realign the world. And we're going to see it in a greater scale right now that there's going to be a realignment on anybody that thinks that they, God's ways are archaic and, oh and they've got the answer right now to so this. It's the times also for miracles where you have to come and say, I have those things in me and I want to get rid of these old patterns. I want to go against nature because that's what a miracle is. It's where God comes and he changes nature in order to set you free. So what we have here is in those eight days, you ask Hashem, you ask God to change your nature so that you are better aligned with Him, to break the old cycles, to break the old patterns in your life. And then we get to the 27th, where the flood ends. We get to the 6th day of Hanukkah, which is on the 16th of December. And that's where we have to vet where, where anger enters the world. And the question is, are you going to conquer this city? 
Are you going to be able to, to, to come out of the beseechment that was introduced into the world exactly a year ago? And that the, 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 the counterpart or the countermeasure for that is to reign in your ego and your anger. So all of that, Gareth, I think we've got enough to do. I think we've got enough action points to, to get through. <laughs> I think if you forget everything, the only thing that you have to go is you have to lower your head and you have to walk humbly with God and you have to be ready to understand that all of us have things that we have yes. to get out of our lives when it comes to what we think God is saying to the Yes, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna close this with you, Honorino. And God, God gave, and during our discussion, God gave me a scripture. One of the things that we need to do is ask ourselves: How do we properly rein in this anger and not properly give it up to, to God? God's give us, giving us very specific answers in His scripture, and it came to mind Proverbs three, five, and six. And we'll end this segment with me reading this scripture, and it talks about, and this is dealing with the anger, and it says. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean to your own understanding. In other words, the way that you preconceive notions, have preconceived notions, you need to pull that out and let God temper that. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. I'll tell you something, and Anarina, I know that she's with me and she'll say a moment or two as we close this, but God wants to empower his kids, but he can't empower his kids unless we are trustworthy. And we can't be trustworthy unless we give it all to him, all to him, even our preconceived notions, what we, which we think are holy. Give everything to him. Let him purge and merge with us. And all of a sudden, God's power, he's, we, we're trustworthy then for his power, for what he's going to do in these last days. And so, Honorina, thank you very much. And it's been uh, great uh, working with you. And I hope, my friends, you took these scriptures to your heart. And we'll see you in the next segment. This is Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. KPRZ, San Marcos Poway, and K29CR Encinitas, FM 106.1, North County, AM 1210, San Diego, K-Praise. Come Together San Diego with Kaz Taylor on K-Praise. Well, welcome back, my friends. I hope you enjoyed the first hour called the Align with Zion Hour. What we tried to do is we hook up with uh, Honorina Hyman Kreisman with the Align with Zion uh, outreach in Israel and let her do her orthodox teaching around different months and different uh, biblical terms, and she will blow you away. So uh, we have dedicated to do that for a couple years now, over a couple years so every final Saturday of the month, we do that, the first hour. But the second hour is right here, live and well, ready to present some remarkable truths and people to you and with you. And uh, I want to first introduce uh, Andrew Serafini. Uh, he's in the studio with me. His wife is standing by, Renee, and we'll bring her on in just a moment. We're going to bring somebody else on for just a moment. Andrew, uh, White Dove Ministries and Mind Hemp, mind, and body. Hemp, mind, and body. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, medical things, but also biblical things that are tied to medical things. Absolutely. So, But before we do, and I tell my listening friends, what we like to do at the beginning of, of shows is to bring on somebody who has something going on in San Diego and give them a couple minutes to share that. 
and then we come back into the actual content of the show. Is that okay, Andrew? Of course, of course. And Renee, I'm trusting you're nodding your head as well. You're on hold. Okay, I want you to meet Pastor Sean Bedouin. And how are you doing, Sean? I'm doing good. Thank you so much for having me on tonight. Um, we just want to share this this amazing opportunity that we're doing. We want to invite everyone to the 2020 Hope Toy Drive, which this year we're going to be able to share the gospel and give out toys to thousands and thousands of kids all over San Diego County. Uh, we have six different locations this year, uh, four of them dealing with particular schools, but two of them we're opening up to the whole public. One is going to be for all of San Diego County. It's going to be on Saturday, December 19th from 10 to 1 at New Vision Church, our City Heights campus, which is located in the City Heights uh, College area. Then we're going to have the very next day, we're going to have for the East County community of San Diego, we're going to have our New Vision Church Lemon Grove site is going to have one from 2 to 4 p.m. Um, it's going to be a great time. We have to do drive-through because of all the COVID restrictions. But every kid is going to hear the gospel. They're going to get a free toy. Um, so we just want to encourage you to invite people. If you want more information on times or any of the details, you can go to hopetoydrive.com. Or you can go on our Facebook page at Hope Toy Drive. And we'll have everything you need. But we just want to want to invite you to help spread the word so we can help share the gospel and bless a lot of kids during this season when COVID has hit the communities so hard. Yes, it has. Pastor Sean, I want to give you high accolades. You have been a, a partner and a team member with Come Together San Diego since its inception over two years ago. I remember you at our initial meeting, and you have always been a very a very uh, loving uh, participant participant guys moved you to a couple different ministry things but i want the the, the uh, listeners to know how remarkable you are and this new is a new vision church and the yes. hope, uh, hope toy drive a quick email or w- website again and then we will say adieu and you know i'm going to ask you periodically to check in with us maybe not next week but the following week to find a status report so a quick email or website please yes hopetoydrive.com or on facebook Toy Drive Facebook page. Very good. Pastor Sean, thanks for joining us. My Thank listening, you. It's a pleasure. My listening friend, we wanted to do that. We like to do that for all the businesses and ministries out there when there's something of importance. We like to dedicate a little bit of time for that. Now, let's deal with the content of this one-hour show right now for Come Together San Diego. Andrew Serafini, and I'm not going to let you talk without your wife in concert with you. It's probably so, a good idea. Should, yeah, I know, because you would have to hear about this later. <laughs> we wouldn't want that to happen. Renee, are you there? Kaz, I can hear you. You know that. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm counting on it because it's almost fun to be reprimanded by you. <laughs> it certainly is. Yeah, everybody that knows you loves you. That's uh that's all I have to say. So I was going to kind of give you guys the stage to tell a little bit about who, why, what, where, when, and how of you guys, your multiple ministries. And Renee, should we let Andrew talk first, or would you like to talk first? I would love my husband to talk first. My listening friend, you need to know that these are friends, so I tease them regularly. Anyway. All about having a good time, Mr. Kaz Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Kaz, for the introduction. Um, my name is Andrew Serafini, and, and my wife, Renee, and I started a company called Hemp Mind and Body. And this company really revolves around natural health and, and really, you know, 
bridging the chasm between uh, emergency medicine and, you know, the, the treatment of infectious diseases. But that big chasm in the middle, which is called chronic illness, um, medicines don't really, traditional medicines don't have a solution for. Um, many of the medicines are, that are de- derived from big pharma um, come with a slew of side effects, and they never really treat the root cause of what's driving those symptoms where we've developed, you know, products and education that really talk about how do we get to the root cause of yes. what's driving yes. those conditions. And then subsequently those, those symptoms naturally go away because you're treating the root cause. Um, but we have really found that in developing natural medicine type of products with what we call adaptogens yes. and hemp derivatives, like from CBD or what is referred yeah. to as cannabidiol, um, these natural ingredients work synergistically. They work yes. together. And they cause a cascade of inflammation reduction, uh, not just targeting a symptom. They actually infect the entire system. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the benefit of that is uh, improved health. And, of course, um, when you have a, a better quality of life, um, you can Im- impact uh, the, the vertical relationship that you have with your creator, oh, like but it. also the horizontal relationships that you have with your family and friends. Absolutely. Now, I'm going to hand the baton to you for a minute or two, Renee, before we go into the commercial break. But it occurs to me that God has given us natural medicines and and natural healings that carry supernatural ramifications. I'm going to hand the baton over to you for a couple minutes before we go into the break, and then we're going to have the rest of the whole hour, all of us together. So, Renee, Serafini, lay it on us. Thanks. Thanks so much, Kaz. And, you know, thank thank you again for for having us. I know— my husband and I are, 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 are true believers, and we, um, you know, for, for a while there, I had, I had become really sick, and my husband will get into that a little bit um, later, and we, we did. We, we delve into um, all different types of, of methodologies uh, of, of trying to find out what the root cause was for my illness. There was a point about two and a half years ago that I wasn't speaking sentences. I could not speak for myself. I couldn't find the words, and I had to look to my my husband or my 20 year old son to speak, to speak for me. And, um, it was this company, it was Hemp Mind and Body that actually helped bring me back to life. And that was through intense prayer. And there's been a lot of pruning and a lot of, of, um, of, of time on my knees praying for, um, for my health and through it has been only natural modalities that has healed me through the Lord. It has not been, the big pharma and the medications, which, which in turn was some of the, the problems that were making me sick. So I just want to honor this time too tonight and give praise to, to Jesus, to God, um, for my health and my comeback and being able to um, just give all the glory to Him. Yes, yes, so yes. Thank you again for having us. It's a pleasure, Renee. You know, I don't know which one of you want to take a shot at this, but it's time to dispel the notions that that uh, the proper medicinal use of hemp is not a good thing because a lot of people go well, marijuana and things like that. But, but you know, in one sense, it, you know, anything that is abused or, or overused or improperly used can cause damage. But sure. if it's if things are used, in, including being uh, a vigilant teacher in of the word, you can overdo certain doctrines and cause imbalance and that can do more damage than good. It's the same thing with medicines as well. And hemp has been kind of uh, on a bad guy list inappropriately. Which one of you would not like to deal with this? Take a minute to do that and then we'll go into a commercial break. Well, you know, it's interesting you say that because back in the thirties, you know, it was really a political 
uh, issue that was really demonized cannabis at large. And so hemp, being a derivative of cannabis or being in the cannabis genus family, um, is actually very high level of CBD, which is a non-toxic, non-euphoric uh, cannabinoid and a very low constituency of THC. So the ability for to change someone's mindset uh, or to have a psychoactive uh, episode um, is it doesn't exist in hemp. Where in cannabis, the high THC yes. content um, is a much different modality. And so we're kind of talking mm-hmm. apples and oranges yes, as yes. it relates to hemp and cannabis at large. And I think many listeners need to realize that there's a distinct difference between the two, and one has a, a very powerful medicinal value, and the other one uh, is kind of a hallucinogenic in, in many ways. They both, they actually both have uh, medicinal value. It's just one can be, have, have a higher propensity for an, an addictive type of state. Very good. So, well, my friends, I hope you realize that we've opened the floodgates here and we're going to talk about these things. But beyond talking about these things specifically, we're going to also relate to their power uh, of uh, uh, how Scripture relates to all this stuff and how Scripture relates to you in these present days as well. Renee, are you game to come back with us after the commercial break? Most definitely. Okay. Andrew, Renee, and Kaz will be right back. This is Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Now, back to Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise with Kaz Taylor. And welcome back, my friends. Uh, This whole hour we're going to be devoting uh, the topic to your good health. Who, why, what, where, when, and how. And Andrew Serafini and his beautiful, high sense of humor wife, uh, (laughs) Renee, is on the phone with us. (laughs) Renee, I'm going to pose a question to Andrew, but I'm going to make sure that he gives you plenty of speaking time to answer it as well. Would that be fair? Fair. Okay, <laughs> here we go. And you, and plus, I like our wives to do this so they can straighten us out after we've made big mistakes. That's right, that's right. <laughs> okay, here's the question. Um, we know that there are healthy uh, solutions to challenges, uh, even you know, with different vegetables and different components and things like that that are total health-related, total natural-related, but they are also very frequently demonized uh, by people like Big Pharma and things like that. Why don't you uh, share some, shed some light on this, Andrew, and I'll have uh, uh, Renee uh, jump in as well. Sure. So, you know, a lot of the, the world's tops re- top researchers in medicine and science are now saying that 100% of all health conditions and disease states are associated with what's called the endocannabinoid system. Every vertebrate, including me, you, your animals, cat, dog, bird, horses, all have what's called an endocannabinoid system. And cannabinoids are designed to interact profoundly with this system. And it's the largest receptor system in our body. It modulates your pain, energy, temperature, uh, mood, cognition, executive function. So when this system is out of balance is when disease manifests. So we know that cannabinoids like CBD, and there's 113 known cannabinoids within the hemp plant, um, work in concert with with this endocannabinoid system that... The benefit of this is is better health. Yes. So 
CBD largely got its notoriety for helping people with intractable seizures like Dravet and Lennox-Gastalt syndrome, kids that were having three and 400 seizures a week mm-hmm. that traditional medicine didn't have a solution for, where CBD was mitigating and knocking down those seizures to wow. one or two a month rather than three or 400 a week. So for every person um, you know, that's looking to improve their health, there's a reason why that system is called the endocannabinoid. It's not called the endoibuprofen or the endoaspirin or the endohydration. It's called the endocannabinoid system because our bodies are designed to have cannabinoids. And CBD uh, being uh, about 40% uh, of the constituency of the hemp plant yes. um, is designed to work with this system to do one thing and one thing only, and that's to keep the body in balance. Yes, but it's, it's meant to do that uh, economically if, in, a, in a way, too, because, you know, God's not into doing crafting big scientific things for health. He just uses natural, supernatural things. Absolutely. And, Absolutely. Uh, Renee, I know you have some insights on this, but let me kind of just project something here because there, there's a big disconnect between what many of the uh, pharmaceutical things that Big Pharma is presenting uh, because they they have uh, patents with them and they can make a bunch of money when things that are, many of the components are not patentable, that diminishes their ability to make, make the bucks. Can anybody say hydroxychloroquine? Exactly. Uh, or can anybody say mm-hmm. these big vaccines that are coming down right now that we need to be very aware of? Very aware of. <clears throat> so uh, I'm handing the baton to you, Renee. Lay it on us. You know, one of the things that that I think really needs to be a a focus is bringing the body back to to homeostasis is uh, also includes what we eat, what we drink, what we think. Yes. So if we're not eating a healthy diet and we're we're continuously drinking alcohol and eating sugar, it's completely combating what we're trying to do to to stay healthy. Um, If we're not drinking enough water and, 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 and drinking water that, you know, has a, has a good pH that is filtered. Um, and then also what we think, it's a full combination of, of all of these things, meditation um, on trying to bring the body back to a healthy state. And so um, I think for, you know, for Mind and Body, it was really designed to, to bring wellness overall. We, we, we called the, the name of the company is Mind and Body, and it, it has a Trinity sign in the, in the front of it. That is our logo. Because we want to have it, it it's God centered. Everything that we do needs to be God centered. So, Andrew, if you want, I'm going to hand it over to you too to, to talk a little bit more about, um, you know, utilizing all of the different modalities versus just, you know, taking a supplement. Oh, very good, Andrew. Yes, of course. You know, there's 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 not a silver bullet, you know, when it comes to health. So when we when we look at CBD or, or our natural health product, it really has to be combined with lifestyle factors. And that means exercise. That means having a positive mental attitude, you know, watching, you know, our hormone levels. All of this goes into, you know, what our health picture is going to be. And I like what you said about, you know, this patented, you know, sort of thing that's happening with Big Pharma. Big Pharma mm-hmm. can patent synthetic petroleum-based pharmaceuticals. But when it comes to natural botanicals, that it's illegal to, to actually have a patent on them. However... The, the, you know, cannabis sits in a schedule one category, whole plant cannabis that has a high level yes. of THC. And what that means is that it has really a high level or high propensity for addiction and no medicinal value. However, the same government that puts this cannabis in a schedule one category also has a patent on them for being a neuroprotectant and an antioxidant, yet it has no medicinal value. I mean, the hypocrisy with what we're dealing with 
um, really knows no bounds. And as we look at natural health and actually getting people healthy, um, you know, big pharma's drugs are designed, you know, to target symptoms, but also come with a slew of side effects. So it's not really ever getting anybody better, but it does keep them coming back to yeah. the doctor's office. Yes, yes, yes. Right? My, 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 my friends, uh, you know, you've, you've already had your suspicions about things like this. And I tell you, people don't want you to know these things because, you know, a, a healthy diet and exercise, uh, they have wonderful medic- medicinal value. And I even hear... Now, you're going to laugh at me, Renee, but I even hear that some kinds of chocolate are good for you. (laughs) Very true. So chocolate actually produces a a chemical in our body called anandamide. Anandamide is the the feeling that you feel when you have a runner's high or that you've had a really uh, solid state of meditation. That feel-good feeling is called anandamide, and dark chocolate can actually produce that chemical (laughs) release in the body. Renee, any... (laughs) Uh, any thoughts on this, Renee? I'm, I'm smiling a little bit on that. Any it's thoughts? All in moderation. <laughs> oh, thank you very much. You know, when when Andrew was talking about you know exercise and don't overdo things, he one of the things he mentioned is the word sweets, and immediately I went, oh, I'm guilty of that. I, I you know I don't partake in uh, drugs, and I don't I don't do alcohol, and I don't do cigarettes and smoking and things like that. But I just am, pounds of sugar. Yeah, well, but I'm I'm a, I'm dangerous around a cake, or I'm dangerous around chocolates, and so at least there's some redeeming value for some kinds of chocolates. You say dark, dark chocolate. Let me write this down. Dark. That's right, Cas Taylor. <laughs> so, <laughs> Renee, I'm going to ask you in the next two, the last two minutes of this segment. Would you be so kind? Because I'm starting to get goofy here. Would you be so kind as to pray over our listeners and uh, uh, ask God to just quell any anxieties they have about uh, natural uh, health uh, components and things like that, and to, to and to turn them on to. Um, godly ways of healing. And one of the obviously key ways, Renee, you have to agree with this, is, is the power of prayer. And then God gives, you know, um, what I think it was uh, Paul, was it, he told Timothy to, steer, to take a little bit of wine, for example. I mean, so there's certain, mm. there's certain uh, applications that you do properly. And as my friend Renee Serafini said, everything in proper quantity. Yeah. Any, any words of... Uh, of uh, um, prayer or words of declaration in the next minute and a half or so, Renee? You know, the one thing that I want to consistently pray, and I'm going to say this right now, is um, it's Second Chronicles 714. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my, my face and turn from their wicked ways, and I will hear from heaven, and I will forgive their sin, and I will heal their land. I believe right now that the temptation with the world right now, with um, if, if it, it can be from you know food, with gluttony, with with lust, with lustful eyes, it, it's in so many areas right now that it's up to um, us as as believers to really to bring that time in every day to to um, worship the Lord, to put the time into the Bible. That's where we're, we need to be seeking our time right now, as we spent seeking Him and seeking His Word. Because right now, if I don't pray on a daily basis, I'm going to say this right now, I pray for my family and for um, those that are righteous, that are, that are fighting for our freedoms right now, that I put this veil of hedge of protection that no weapon formed against them will prosper. But right now, that the Lord 
we ask for your for your strength right now to put that helmet on, um, put the the breastplate on, to put the armor on every morning to protect us and have us ready for whatever is coming. That um, that, that our eyes are open, that our ears are 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 open, that we are just focused on listening to being quiet and still and to ask the Holy Spirit to, to, to speak to us and just be able to be in the Lord's presence right now, to be able to be in that yes. secret place that, that Paul talks about, to be able to have that peace that surpasses all understanding. And that if we seek Him, that we will be able to rest in His presence. Hallelujah. Thank you, Renee, for bringing us back uh, right to the center center mark on this discussion. Appreciate that. You know, reminds me of a scripture, my listening friend. It says that all for everything that's in the world, the lust of the eyes, mm-hmm. the lust of the flesh, mm-hmm. and the pride of life mm-hmm. is not of the Father, but of the world. And my yeah. friends, we want to navigate away from that stuff. And uh, Renee and Andrew Serafini of uh, Hemp Mind and Body and White Dove Ministries are going to be back for the remainder of this hour. We're going to talk a little bit about what that looks like not only from a medicinal or pharmaceutical or medical or health perspective, but totally from a biblical standpoint as well. So we've uh, set the uh, content in motion here, and we're going to spend the remainder of this hour talking about things, even from a biblical standpoint, when Renee and Andrew Serafini and I come right back. You're listening to Come Together San Diego, the live local show on KPraise. Don't just listen to it. Be a part of it at 866-577-2473. You're just moments away from more Come Together San Diego on KPraise. Hello, San Diego. This is Rick Sines from uh, Red Seal Ministries. I just bless you and ask you just to receive the love of the Lord at this time, uh, this open season we have in San Diego. Now, more of Come Together San Diego, the live local show on KPraise. Here's Kaz Taylor. Hello, my friends, and yes, welcome back to Come Together San Diego. Wonderful, let's just say therapeutic time together that we're spending with Andrew Serafini, also known as Drew Serafini, and his beloved, wonderful wife, Renee Serafini, also known as Renee Serafini. (laughs) I'm going to pose a question, and Renee, I'm going to have you jump in after um, uh, Andrew or Drew uh, approaches the beginning of the answer, and then I'm going to have him pass the baton to you. But, you know, the Scripture says, first that which is natural, and after that which is spiritual. So the initial question is, why did you get into this? But part of the answer, I'm just saying up front, has got to be there are not only natural benefits, but also supernatural applications to this. And you not only have the uh, uh, hemp mind and body organization, but this is kind of transitioning, or not transitioning, but partnering with another ministry outreach you have called White Dove Ministries is kind of like the natural first and the spiritual. And my listening friend, this was I just said this to encourage you that whatever God has given you in the natural, do it with all your heart, mind, and soul, and yes. body, and then look for scriptural support for that. And all of a sudden, you may find yourself in two or three different things, each one anointed. That's right. That's right. So how did you get into it? It's an interesting question. You know, back in, in 2014, and, you know, I was a, a Bible student, wanted to be a pastor, and um, had studied studied the Word very, very deeply. And as we really entered this space, and when I say this space, the, the CBD industry, um, what we started to see on a very profound level was healing. 
um, across a number of different disparate, disparate type diseases. And so, you know, being very skeptical and, and, and standing back and going, okay, is this real or is this some sort of fad that's yes. going to come in and out? Um, it became very evident. You know, my, my dad had gotten prostate cancer, and it was really at that time of saying, okay, if this stuff's really got any legitimacy to it, we're going to find out here very quickly. Yes. And uh, so we had about a 90-day window before his next appointment was, and they were going to make a decision at that time uh, whether to remove his prostate or whatever treatment they were going to use to you know, mitigate the prostate cancer. And his PSA numbers had dropped so significantly that they put him on what they call watchful observance. And um, whether that was directly from the CBD protocol we put him on or um, whatever the case may be, we saw results. Um, and that was really our, our, our conduit into um, the natural health space. And that was you know, nearly six years ago. And what we've seen and why it's become really a mission for us when we're, we're fighting against marketing issues, banking issues, the ability to... Uh, we're dealing with the FDA. There's so many complications with this yes, and also inter- you've got international things going on. It's exactly. not just the United States. Yes, we're we're uh, deemed and, and approved as a medicine in Brazil. Our doctor or our, our products are written as a doctor's prescription. And so you have to ask yourself why? Why the headache? Why the sacrifices? Why the trouble? And at the end of the day, it's the changed life. It's the kid that's getting the cerebral palsy kid that's getting out of their out of their wheelchair. It's the it's the child that's not having 300 seizures a week. It's the you know. It's the responsibility and the ethical advancement of this work that mm-hmm. we felt, wow, if we don't do this, my gosh, it's like God is dropping this gift of healing into our hands, and we're going to do everything we possibly can to move this in a very integrous and, and uh, character-driven direction, and that's exactly what we've done. Yes, yes. Renee? You know, it was, um, I, I've been in the health and wellness field for years. I used to own personal training studios. Um, I have certifications in nutrition and um, different styles of training. And it was six years ago that I um, had prayed about, Lord, what do you want me to do with my life? Um, And it was, you know, I started at the first company in the United States to legally start selling CBD. And it from there blossomed into, we found this, this, this plant that, that could do so many things but you couldn't talk about it. You couldn't say that it did this, this, or this. You couldn't say that it did this. You had to tell people um, at that point to do your own research. So as, you know, after it's been six years now for us, we, our mission has been to be able to bring different modalities. So it's not just CBD, but we mix it with, you know, we use hemp oil, hemp oil and MCT oil. Hemp oil itself, hemp is, the number one has the highest amount of omegas in the plant family. So it's the combination of the different adaptogens and the different ingredients that are more specific to different ailments and different, um, you know, different things that people deal with um, from anxiety to, mm. um, to Andrew, fill in my words here. No, You're chronic so good pain, at depression. I mean, the, the list goes on and on. Our, our products in Brazil are, are, written to treat 10 health conditions from fibromyalgia to Parkinson's to Huntington's to uh, cancer. And, you know, these, these conditions and diseases don't stop when we get into church. You know, the church congregation uh, are largely mm-hmm. dealing with these conditions as well. So it's really become our heart and our, and our dream is to be able to educate, you know, uh, congregants of, of churches so they understand 
what they're putting into their bodies yes. either going to help them or is going to be a detriment to them. Yes, and very very often these things have broad applications. I mean, it's just it may not be for one. I got to tell you, yeah. my my wife was having some ailment, uh, some pain in her back and near her rib area. And uh, you had just, we visited with one another and you gave me your little love packet of, of uh, a cream and a roll-on. Yes. You, you familiar mm-hmm. with that? And my, I, my wife goes, I'm hurting right now. And I said, guess what I brought? Mm. So the Serafinis gave us a little love, love potion number, number nine. nine. <laughs> well, you know what I mean. Anyway, so I, I, I rubbed it on her back. And before I finished rubbing it on, she goes, I, I think this is making a difference. I think it's making a difference. And ever since then, any time that there's that uh, a problem down in the in, in her back area, we go to the cream or the roll-on, and she feels immediately better. Yes. immediately better. You know, and, and that's really the benefit for us is the constant testimonies that come in on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. And you know, the reward in the tank isn't you know the mansion on a hill or, or making so much money from this business that we can go buy brand new cars. It's actually the opposite. It's the it's the it's the changed life. It's the it's the, our gas in the tank come from comes from those stories mm. where people are getting profound yes, healing. Yes, yes. It's just it's so yes. rewarding. There's no nothing like it. And speaking about profound feelings, you have had experienced these profound feelings yourself, haven't you, Renee? As uh, God introduced you to natural supernatural solutions, uh, finish your story. We've got a, a couple minutes left in this segment. Uh, it's I'm hearing miraculous things, and I, I was teasing around with Andrew and saying how vivacious and fun my, your wife is, and, and he says, and that's not bad from being only eighty percent healed. <laughs> any, any thoughts? I love you, Andrew. Um, it was it was a few years ago um, that, and I had alluded to this. I was under an immense amount of stress. Um, we had our last company in this space. We had, we had sold to friends of ours and it was, it was basically stolen from us. Um, we, we've dealt with in this industry attorneys that are crooked. Um, we've dealt with it with doctors that have been with our company that, that were, had changed their name and they had been part of the opiate epidemic years before and had done federal prison time. There was just an immense amount of stress on me and we couldn't understand, um, the fatigue. I, I couldn't speak the, the, the brain neurological fog. Mm-hmm. Uh, brain fog, but the problems I was having, the immense amount of pain up and down my back throughout my body. And we had went through to the big pharma route. My husband took me to over 30 doctors in one year. And um, it was, it wasn't until, you know, in speaking to Dr. Judy Mikovits, oh, yes. a personal friend of ours who had pointed out um, dental health, she had pointed out um, different um, modalities that, that I could introduce additionally. And it was, we had found at that point that I had had two infections in my mouth from root canals that had gone bad. I didn't know root canals could go bad. Um, nobody that I know actually knows anything about root canals other than dentists practice this. Oh so I had had um, two, my root canals, um, I had the teeth removed. I went through all natural procedures um, on um, for my healing through that, through um, changing foods, completely getting off sugar, which is my um, something that I have relied on for years myself. Preach it, um, sister. Preach getting it. Off sugar, getting off the sugar. Yeah, yeah, being yeah. Willing, being willing to get rid of the things that were making me sick, even though I didn't want to because they were my stronghold, to get off gluten because of 
of the, the effects that it's had, having on the inflammation of my body, getting off of the um, acidic um, vegetables, tomatoes. I, I've had to get rid of a lot of different foods because I deal with Barrett's esophagus, which in turn, I have digestion issues. So if I have digestion issues, my second brain is my gut. That's where 90% of my. our serotonin is created. So if I'm not, if I'm, if I'm doing things that are still making me sick, I had to truly take a look at getting off of everything, the gabapentin, the Cymbalta that were being prescribed because of the false um, fibromyalgia that, the, that they couldn't figure out what was wrong, so let's just put me in a box. Wow. So getting off of all of that, I am now someone that gets up and is enjoying. I, I, love, I love waking up in the morning. For the longest time, though, it was a dread because of how sick my body was. And unless, you know, I, I didn't want to leave the house. My husband will attest that this is this was not this was not who we married. This was not wow. Renee. This wasn't the vibrant wife that that is outspoken that that loves people. Yes, I'd become withdrawn and not wanting to leave the house because I couldn't speak. My my my. So it has been through prayer, meditation, and food, water, and taking products regularly, and truly getting off of the sugar. But wow. I had to make the choice. Yeah. That's a remarkable uh, testimony, Renee Serafini. My listening friend, we're coming up against a break here, but Renee said something, a phrase, phrase that I think we're going to deal with for the entire last segment. She says, why are you doing things uh, that are still making you sick? Mm-hmm. And sometimes we get our so involved in our habits, and this is a natural mm-hmm. and spiritual truth that she just shared with us. We're going to dig a little bit more on this very topic. What are you and I doing, my friends, right now that we're still doing that's still making us sick, yes. and what God wants to do about this on the natural and spiritual when the Seraphinis and I come right back. More Come Together San Diego with Cass Taylor is next on K-Praise. Now, more of Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. Here's Cass Taylor. Thank you, Engineer Thomas, for pointing the finger at me. I appreciate that. He is so good. He's so professional. You know, it's not just pointing the finger. You, you, there's a way you flick the finger, it's got a which little, is, uh, is, is so, it's so classic. <laughs> it's so classic. <laughs> you know, Renee made a f- statement in the last segment. We're going to use this to close this segment and the show. She said, and this is very astute of her, why are we still making decisions on the things we do or the things we eat that are still making us sick. Why are we doing it? That habit is a big part of it. And then when, when you said that, Renee, I'm going, yeah, one of those things is watching bad TV or fake news mm-hmm. and things like We allow ourselves to get fed a steady diet of things that are not healthy for That's us, right. and then we begin believing things that are lies. You want to talk about that briefly, Renee, and then you know your husband has – I know he has a few words about this <laughs> as well. So, Renee? I um – one of my, my biggest things that has really brought me back to life is I needed to have hope again. Yes. And it was through the love of my husband, the love I feel by the Lord and true friends and family that have been able to, uh, to lift me up and, um, you know, kind of like breathe life back into me. But it was through that hope and that love. And those are the things that are missing most in this world. We do not watch the news in this house. It is negative. First of all, if we do, there's two stations and only two stations that we will put on our, our TVs. But it is, it's, you're right, we watch a lot of pure flicks. We watch a lot of Christian movies yes. if we watch TV. I personally, and I'm going to say it on radio, 
I love Blue Bloods only because I love the Law and Order and the Catholic Family Dinner. Yeah, oh, um, no, you're exactly right. You're exactly right. You know, that's it. It's about what we're feeding our brains, what we're feeding our souls is um, what we're going to be focused on. Andrew, I'll turn it over to you. Now, I think it's, you know, I gave a message at, at church um, a few weeks back, and it was around the, the paralytic, you know, by the pool. And as the angel of the Lord would come in and mm-hmm. stir the pool, the first person into the pool would get the healing, right? Mm-hmm. And um, the paralytic had been there 30 years, three decades. And, you know, the, the, the question that came to mind is, do you want to get well? And so you, mm-hmm. we ask ourselves that question, um, if I want to get well, am I willing to do what it's going to take to get well? And that requires having some discipline around what I put in my mouth. Um, having discipline, and what you put out of your mouth. Out of, yes. Exactly. That might even be more, <laughs> more pointed. Um, but also the things that I watch, the things that I listen to, the things that, you know, the exercise that I, gotta, I have to have on a daily basis. Those are the things, the medicinal components yes. that equate to good health at the end of the day. And so the question really becomes to each person, do you want to get well? Because there's also, there can be uh, attention and in, in being sick. You, there's, oh, yes. you know, people can love on you more. There's certain benefits with not being well. Yeah, and I've known some people that they enjoy the whining. Exactly. Because th- th- there's a payoff to that. There is certainly a payoff. First of all, they get attention. Right. Uh, and... and, and uh, well, there's a responsibility that comes with getting well. Now you're, you're, you've got Ooh. to be back at work. You've got to be putting forth and being a, a positive you know, contribution to your community. And so we look at all of these things, and at the end of the day, you know, we, we, we have this tendency to complain, I don't feel good, I have migraines, I, I deal with chronic pain. But if we really start to center in and look at how can we make these changes to become well and accept that responsibility of taking what God is going to do in that healing and then moving it forward into impacting others and being a blessing to others is yes. really where the changed heart and the changed body comes into play. I'm going to make I a statement. It- uh, Renee, I'm going to make a statement and then allow you to, to speak into that and what you were about ready to say. I'm sure that's going to play into it as well. But the the danger for we believers is to just same old, same old, things that worked or didn't work before, we feel comfortable going back to them. But we're in a time frame right now where God wants his church to be his church, and we need to be able to actively be activated, be, be willing to be activated. And that has to, a lot to do with health decisions, lifestyle decisions, the words and deeds decisions. Mm-hmm. What would you like to say about those kind of things? We've got a, a couple minutes before the show ends, and I'm, we're going to hand it to you right now, And if you'd be so kind, Renee. It is. It's, it's, it's completely about our comfort zone. Mm. We become comfortable with being in pain. We be comfortable. We're comfortable with being able to, to whine about it. It's being willing to be uncomfortable to be able to truly find the blessings. Wow. To watch my husband get up at 4.30 every morning, 5 o'clock, to go for a run. Now, that is self-discipline. That is not something he truly enjoys doing. Um, it's the aftermath that he enjoys, but it's, it's the self-discipline in every area of our life. And it is our responsibility. God has given us one chance at this life Mm. and it's up to us to be able to treat our bodies as a temple. So it's, it's about being uncomfortable right now, getting out of the comfort zone and being able to be a better part of society, striving for more, to do more, not just putting on TV shows to drown out, not just grabbing the bottle of wine to be able to drown out. This is not a time 
to drown out. This is a time for us to stand up Ooh. and pray and be in intercession with others and be able to be the leaders, to be able to fight this fight, because we are in a battle right now. We are in a battle. And for those that are not awoken, that's where our prayers are most at right now, because we are the awakened. And I thank God for that. Well, well, well. I'm going to have... Uh... Drew, say a very brief word here, and then I'm going to invite you. Would you be so kind? You've got, you, you're the person who has the mantle on this. I feel that very clearly to pray over our people. It's going to be a short prayer, about 30 seconds before we have to come to a close after I hand the baton to you. But would you be thinking about what kind of quick uh, prayer you want to pray over our listeners? Because a lot of people are familiar with this, you know. Oh, I've kind of enjoyed my pain because uh, it draws attention, or I don't have to commit myself to doing anything other than what I'm comfortable doing, even though it's a bad result. So, would you be thinking about this? I'm going to let uh, Andrew give give me a very brief thought, and then I'm going to hand the baton back to you to help close the show. If you'd be so kind, Renee. You know, I Andrew. think of I think of Isaiah chapter six, where Isaiah goes through this pruning. You know, the angel of the Lord comes with a coal and touches his lips, and you can imagine the blistering, the pain, you know, the, the, the refining that Isaiah, who was one of the, best, the top prophets of God, you know, had to go through this pruning yeah. phase. And at the end of this, this, you know, scenario, he says with his hand up, here am I, send me. Yes. And if we're not in good health, if we're not in the ability to be used and be of good service and have the, the, the tools that God has given us in their finest condition, especially in this hour that we're in, I think that we can largely miss the boat. And so, you know, making sure that we yes. eat well, we, what we put in our eye gate and in our ear gate is what's really going to make up that Ark of the Covenant that's Ooh. now in our hearts yes, yes, yes. where God lives. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, Renee, uh, cl- close this out with prayer. We've got about 30 seconds or so. Uh, just kind of lay it on us from your heart. You're, you've already set this up. I know your heart is prepared for this, even though your brain may not be. But uh, step out in faith because your words are going to carry great weight here. And then we'll close the show. Uh, so, Renee Serafini, uh, give us a God's prayer through your mouth. Father God, we just come to you right now. We ask, Lord, for your grace, for your mercy, for you to turn your face back to our nation right now. We are your chosen people. We are your children. We love you and we praise you. We glorify you in every way. Right now, I just ask that you put a hedge of protection over the United States, over those believers. I ask that you put an extra hedge of protection over our president, Lord, over Donald J. Trump, who is our president. I ask that you also put a hedge of protection over his family, yes, over those in office right now that are fighting, that are leading the battle for Sidney Powell, for Rudy Giuliani, that are fighting this fight, Lord, and that are doing it with integrity. I just ask for your presence to be around us, with us, and the Holy Spirit to be able to speak to us and guide us and protect us in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. So, Andrew and uh, uh, Renee Serafini, thank you for joining me on Come Together San Diego. My listening friend, thanks for joining us. We always do poignant topics here, and uh, we're going to do some more poignant topics next week with a person who really uh, embraces the Judeo-Christian values the feasts and festivals, and as a musician as well. So we're going to hear two sides of that coin next week on Come Together San Diego. So until then, it's on behalf of the Serafinis and Come Together San Diego's crew, Kaz Taylor saying, God loves you. you. Bye-bye now. Thanks for joining Kaz Taylor and his many friends, including you, for Come Together San Diego. 
Join us again next week as we explore what unity in the body of Christ sounds like within this county and beyond on Come Together San Diego. Tell a friend, tell a neighbor, tell a co-worker, and then let's all come together San Diego next Saturday from 5 to 7 p.m. on K-Praise.